Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome into another baseball-less edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am still your mayor of PHNX, regardless of what Espo says in tweets. And Emma, Emma all of a sudden is running, and I had no knowledge of this prior to this. She's, she's doing really well in the Gen Z uh, demographic, That's apparently. Bullshit. <laughs> I wait till those late Roosevelt's uh, votes come in, as, as Shane was telling me. We got the late Roosevelt you know, votes. The, the but, shirts are voting yeah. for you? Is that what's happening? Are you, I don't know. Does this, does this disqualify you if I lose as vice mayor? What happens to your position? You should be concerned here. Yeah, that's fair. You were I guess, appointed. I guess I do. I do stand to lose from yeah, this whole situation. Still but but I think like other like I think if Emma won, I think she would probably. Oh, um, I I could bullshit. see me being her running mate at some so point. You would just, so you would just betray me and yeah, go be the vice yeah. mayor of another yeah. mayor. I don't have any desire to be the mayor, frankly. So I'm just going to be the vice mayor for whoever you know takes your takes your role. So it'll be great. <sighs> this makes you a bad person, but he's still your thunderstick. It's the one and only Jesse Friedman. Uh, we were talking about that, Josh. Try to keep up, all right? If, if it's not, if it's not him, who is it? It's maybe it's Josh. I'm the only vice mayor in this office. I don't know, Josh. Nobody else. Josh can. might qualify, but uh, of course, uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, my vote is for sale. Like, like, as in it can be bought. Is that is that I think that's what mm. she's. At first, I thought that was like a misspelling it's of Saul, oh, but no, but I think, nobody, I think nobody's means, voting Saul. Yeah, no, that couldn't possibly. Come on, be. you have to be diplomatic to be a mayor. You have to, <laughs> you know, you have to be able to to bring people together versus divide, divide. You have divide. to drink beer at eleven o'clock that's in the morning. That's right. Look, I just got done working out, and my post workout meal consisted of a meat and cheese stick, which made Emma or uh, Leah go get one. Now I got Emma on my brain, and that's pissing me off. Uh, and this Hot Knot IPA from our friends at Four Peaks. So that's the breakfast of champions after you work out. Uh, I'd worked out twice today for inexplicable reasons. Jesse is already shaming me for that, telling me how unnecessary it is. But you know what? There's 141 days until opening day, and the training never stops, Jesse. This is just this is just one chance to get better for the 2023 season, which honestly a lot of players should be uh, following my lead when it comes to that. If I'm being honest, the Arizona Diamondbacks. You, you now- set an example for all of the great professional athletes in the world, Derek. Mm. You really do. I think they look to you for inspiration. Tiny chocolate donuts. All right, <laughs> Jesse. Uh, the Diamondbacks have declined the mutual option for Ian Kennedy. 
uh, worth $4 million for the 2023 season. The D-backs have to pay a $250,000 buyout for Kennedy. But uh, what what exactly is a mutual option? Is this like where we mutually break up and we both <laughs> save face in front of our mutual friends? It's like where a friendship only continues if both parties are invested <laughs> and anyone has an out. Right. Yeah. Either party can get out of it if they want to. So we have a mutual contract in our friendship. Right? Yeah, absolutely. At this point, yeah. But... At any point, you could break it off or <laughs> I could break it off. Uh, no, mutual options are kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of feels like they often are uh, declined just because either side can decline. Right. It's not sure. that common that it's good to proceed for both sides. Right. Like usually either the player wouldn't be making enough or the player would be making too much and and the sides will make their decisions accordingly. So um, this happens a lot and I don't think there's any surprises here whatsoever. Um, I think we mistakenly said in the past that Ian Kennedy's option was a team option, which which has been shown on some websites. So apologies there. It yeah. seems like it was actually a mutual option, uh, but that was never going to affect the outcome of this situation. Correct. The Diamondbacks were not going to pick up that option no matter what. Um, and so sure enough, Ian Kennedy's a free agent as we expected. This, uh, the wording on this would mean more that the Diamondbacks were the ones that declined the option versus Ian Kennedy declining yes. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The Diamondbacks were the ones who declined here. Ian Kennedy would, as far as we know, would not have. Uh, Josh Hunt said, is it mutual if we want him gone more than he wants to leave? Yes. Yes, it is. That's still, <laughs> still mutual. Nobody, nobody wants him here anymore, basically. Uh, and honestly, Kennedy had... At times, uh, he was inconsistent. He had some good yeah. outings this season. He ends the season with a 4-7 and seven record, a 5.36 ERA, 10 saves, 6 blown saves. Obviously not great there. Um, but like you said, the $4 million option felt like it would have been a better deal had Ian Kennedy performed at a, at a higher level, right? His, his $4 yeah. million dollar contract was close to what he made last year. And I think at this point, the Diamondbacks have just seen enough that they feel like they need to move on and try other options. And and one of those options could be uh, Cole Sulcer. Is that he? Yeah, Sulcer. Sulcer. Yep. Uh, he, they claimed the Cole Sulcer off waivers from the Marlins. But uh, what about what about Kennedy and Sulcer? And what do you, what are your thoughts here on kind of moving in a direction of, of claiming someone off waivers that had kind of a tough season with the Marlins? Yeah. So first of all, uh, Kennedy, he made $4.75 million this year. So you're right, basically like, same the option was for a very similar salary um you know i mean next year's is age 38 season so i think the diamondbacks expected maybe a slight drop off in performance there but overall it was not a good year for ian kennedy yeah. um i know his era was pretty decent like through the end of august i think it was like 3.19 or something you kind of felt like i mean he was he was like the saving grace for a while he like was. mark mark melanson was really struggling in the closing role and everyone wanted ian kennedy to be the closer and, and he filled that role for a while but it just didn't last. His success there just didn't last. Um, and I think we kind of saw that coming for a while because Ian Kennedy's hard hit rate was just through the roof, really, the entire season. Um, even in moments when his ERA was good uh, through the first few months of the year, if you look at how much hard contact was being made against him, it was it was based, it was was almost dead last in the league. Um, so I think it was sort of, it wasn't a huge shock that Ian Kennedy's drop off or performance dropped off toward the end of the year. So unfortunately, no, no real surprises there. As far as Cole Solcer is concerned, it's pretty interesting. It's an interesting move for the Diamondbacks. Um, he had an excellent year in 2021. He, he was a with really, yeah, with, uh, yeah, with Baltimore, right. 
Um, yeah, 60 appearances, a 270 ERA. He had a 1.12 whip. He had 73 strikeouts, only 23 walks. Um, he only gave up 48 hits and 63 and a third innings. Across the board, an excellent season. Um, his, he's still a young guy. He's only been in the league for three seasons. This was his third year, 2022. Yeah, he is. I mean, he'll be 33 this next year. So he's not like super young, but he hasn't been in the big leagues for uh, for very long. Um, but yeah, coming over to Miami in a trade for 2022, he just wasn't the same guy that he was in 2021. The velocity fell off a little bit. Um, he had a 5.29 ERA, and that's why the Marlins decided to let him go. Yeah, and uh, definitely the Arizona Diamondbacks type, right? Much like Zach Davies, yeah. had his worst season of his career, even though it's still a very young career. Last year, coming off a bad season, waived by you know uh, released by their team. And again, here we have the Diamondbacks picking up someone like that that they think that they could potentially get back to that that performance level that he was at in 2021. But yeah, uh, like you said, a 5.29 ERA in 34 innings pitched, two saves uh, last season with Marlins, not great. And so we're going to just go ahead and dub the 2022 season uh, for our new friend Cole Sulser. I'm going to get that right eventually. Cole Sulser. Uh, the 2021 season is our OGs performance to forget the man's right. been in the organization how long and yeah. you're already giving him the ogs performance to well, forget look, look this is what we want to do we want to start off with a clean slate on the right foot right so we're going <laughs> to just put 2022 <laughs> behind is, us how is what is currently on the screen a clean slate uh, well this is a, this is telling everybody uh to take some ogs because we're uh, forgetting about we're it we're forgetting Jesse. about it we're clean slate okay. all right on, all right Jesse. fair enough clean fair slate enough. uh and of course our friends at ogs the only it's the only edible that makes you say oh geez i'm high uh go get their wonderful variety of flavors and doses of course we have agreed to a brand new deal with our friends at ogs and we couldn't be more excited about that of course as mayor i was a big part of that deal this again is the reason why you want to continue to vote for me as mayor and want me in power you need me in power and it's to get things like this new deal with ogs done sure max did all the legwork on it sure max is the one that mostly uh, or completely uh, did, you know, uh, any kind of meetings or, or discussions with them. However, <laughs> in spirit as mayor, I was guiding Max the entire time. So uh, you could call me a puppet master, if you will. You could call me uh, whatever. But the important part is, is I am here to make sure that you guys stay fully stocked in your favorite edibles, Arizona's favorite edibles. Uh, remember, they have a wide variety of doses, strains, and of course, the new sleep edition gummy that is the best way to get a great night's sleep. Uh, you can find them all at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, well, I'm still not over Jesse Zach Gallon getting snubbed for the Cy Young. We talked finalist. about it yesterday, Derek. I, I don't care. I'm I don't think he it. was actually snubbed. I don't but... care. You could say that. I'll say he was snubbed, <laughs> and people will agree with me in the comments. Uh, Chris says Emma with free rent and Derek's. I don't like that. Uh, that's. That's He's got a point. Probably true, though. But, <laughs> uh, let's take a look at Zach Gallon's season and give it a grade, shall we? Ooh, because Zach Gallon was very good at times in 2022, but he also didn't have exactly uh, an all-star caliber first half. Right. Sure. That's the reason why he wasn't as much as we thought he would be in the discussion for the all-star. Eventually, it went to Joe Mantiply. But right. Zach Gallon has been what picked up steam and and ended his season. With some pretty good numbers. Yeah, I mean, 44 and a third straight scoreless innings. Will, that's all that'll, right. That'll that's lower. All right. That'll change that'll, the ERA a little bit. That'll get your ERA lowered in a hurry. Um, did you give your grade yet? I have not given my grade okay. yet. Go ahead. All right. I'll, I'll give mine. 
I'm going to agree with Brett Johnson here, actually. Brett Johnson is A minus. Um, that's a little bullish, granted, because Zach Gallant had an outstanding season and giving him anything other than at least an A might feel a little ridiculous. Um, but the reason I'm giving him an A minus is because I genuinely think that Zach Gallant is still kind of just scratching the surface here. I really think that Zach Gallon has another level that he hasn't reached yet. And the reason I think that is Zach Gallon kind of forgot how to throw his changeup, or at least it, maybe not forgot how to throw, but like his changeup was not particularly effective um, most of the season, really, especially toward the end. He kind of just started relying on his cutter and his curveball as his main out pitches off of his four seamer. If, if he's able to find a way to throw his changeup consistently like he has in the past, there's another level that Zach Gallen can reach here. So as long if we're giving these grades relative to like the player's talent level and like how good they can be, I think it's an A minus because I, I think there's a little bit more ceiling here for Gallen to tap into. Jesse, you were a teacher. I was. When you graded papers or graded tests, did you give grades based on their <laughs> potential? Or did you give grades on how they performed on the test or paper? I can't talk about this. On I know air, you Derek. fucking You're can't exposing talk about my grading this, tactics right thing. here. Okay. <laughs> I love Zach Gallon. I'm the one saying he was snubbed, but I can't give Zach Gallon an A for 2022. The reason why I can't is because if an A plus is the absolute best a pitcher could do, the absolute best pitcher in the league. Okay, so you're not grading in the same way. You're I, grading you're grading, I'm grading pitchers his performance in, in 2022. I'm grading his performance in 2020 relative to his talent or relative to just the league in general. I'm just relative to a grading scale that would involve the best pitchers in the league and how far away Zach Gallon was in his performance okay. in okay. 2022. So you're saying he is like a B plus starting pitcher. I am saying to... he is a B plus picture pitcher uh, right in 20. I'm saying he had a B plus season. Okay. I am not saying he is a B plus pitcher. There are, those are two completely different did things. Did I just say your grade before you did? You did, and you just <laughs> fucking blurted it out and just ruined it, you know? Like, this is why, was, you should have written it in the rundown, yeah. Derek. Come on, Derek. Know, this is why I don't give it to you. I'm never giving you information ever again. No 12, rundown for no, Jesse. No rundown for Jesse. Uh, 12 and 4 and 31 starts with a 2.54 ERA. Uh, very good. In 184 innings pitch. Wow. Close to that I thought A- minus was low. You're giving him a B plus. I'm giving him a B plus. Here's the reason why. is wow. because... If you know how he was in the first half, you also know how yeah. he performed in several of those outings where he couldn't get himself to that six innings, that quality sure. start without all of a sudden that fifth inning going off the rails for him, right? Sure. So, like you said, is there room for improvement? Absolutely. Do I think Zach Gallen is capable of an A plus? Yes. If I was sitting down to have a parent teacher conference with <laughs> Zach Gallen's parents and was discussing his 2022 season, I would say, look, I think your child has all the potential in the world. However, I feel like at times he kind of took his foot off the pedal when it came to studying, maybe getting homework in, some of those things, right? <laughs> it's not to say that he doesn't grade out as well, an A-plus student. You're, like, attacking his, like, diligence well, and, like, his work saying, ethic. Is, and he's like, a very okay. laid-back individual, right? Zach Gallo reminds me of the kind of kid that, much like Michael McDermott accused himself of being <laughs> earlier at one point on this podcast— He's the kind of kid that doesn't have to study or do homework, but still get A's on his test. Like, he would just come in Zach and Gallen, like, tests. okay, Zach Gallon is probably the most meticulous, most detail-oriented, 
Like yeah, we literally right. have spent time on this show talking, talking about, about how, how he like he studies too stuff. much. Like he yeah. overanalyzes situations. Yeah, you're, right. you're talking about him being yeah. like laid back, like chilling in but the dugout, is. not looking he at is. scouting reports he or is. whatnot. Zach I don't Allen think so. Is an incredibly laid back person, but I'm saying he is, like, in, in in a sense, but not not in the sense that he's like not not doing his homework. Right. Or, yeah. Right. All right. But still, B plus. I'm not changing my grade on that. That's that's it's, insane. It's hard to grade that's him crazy. an A plus without it being like a perfect season. I know he set a record for a period of time, right? So again, that is where do you do you hold your daughter to these same standards? Absolutely. Like, like if she's if she's like in the ninety fifth percentile of her class, but 95? she's not but she's not the top. You're you're being finished, like that's a B plus quality performance. My daughter finished third in her school spelling bee without studying, and all I told her ah. was, "What happened if you well, look, what would happen if you studied? <laughs> you probably would have won, but no, instead you didn't study, and now look, you only get third. Poor Lily, man. She, she has she a made, she has a rough life. She made a Titanic model, and she used Legos, and I had to point out to her that they were too big for the size of her Legos. They weren't scale to the size of her Titanic model. Huh. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. B she plus. also wasn't supposed to use any Titanic imagery from the movie, and she fucking put Rose and Jack uh, on the on the on the on the you know fucking door. Get out of here! I don't know. She got an A. I don't, I don't think she deserved it, and neither <laughs> does Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon B plus season, but A plus man, A plus individual, A plus pitcher. And uh, so, what, what would he have to do? Like next year, what would he have to do to get into the A or A plus category for you? So you have to just win the Cy Young Award. Win more. Win more. Okay, win like more. like contribute more like to the more team. than twelve wins. Yeah. Are you looking at like the literally the win statistic? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's say okay. that. Uh, okay, you know what I want is I want his ERA not to you know balloon up because he has like three bad outings where he gives up a ton of runs in the fifth inning. I mean, like. I don't. I don't know if I would say it balloon. I mean, well, it went back every down. every it pitcher went back like down. gives he up a few. He had a two point five four ERA. Yeah. For, I mean, it wasn't like he gave up a lot of runs. There, you're right that a disproportionate number of those runs happened in like crooked number innings, yes. rather Late. than like sprinkling them around. Late. But like that's not necessarily. I mean, it's it's like the way that he's given up runs, but it's not necessarily worse don't than you, like giving up a run here or there throughout an outing, right? Yes, it is. Because it's so close to being able to be tightened up. And I okay. think we saw him improve on that as the season progressed, right? That's what led him to that streak, that scoreless streak, right? So if you have two pitchers, they both give up three runs in six innings. One of them gives up all three in the sixth inning. The other one gives up one run like every other inning. You think that the guy who gives up three runs in the sixth inning is worse, like is delivering a I did not say that. You are just putting words in my mouth. I'm now. trying to understand no, what, I'm what is, you're thinking. It. What I'm thinking is it doesn't fucking matter if if like he gives them up peppered throughout. I don't think that that's as good of a pitcher as somebody like Zach Gallon, who all of a sudden at the end of his okay. outing fucking kind of tanks out, I guess is my point. Right. Sure. You're talking about I being so close to getting out of there with a, you know, six innings pitched one earned run outing versus what the actual outing is, which is you know, six or five and two thirds with four, four or five runs or earn runs in the outing. Right. And he did. So it's, improve it suggests on that. that like, it suggests that there's another level for him sort of That's like, what like I'm he's suggesting. close to being an elite level, like could right. go seven innings scoreless, maybe in Almost, some of those yeah, outings. The majority instead. of outing, maybe give out two runs or less. Uh, you know, we saw him set that record for three earned runs or less for, to start a career. Right. He also set that record sure. for, you know, scoreless innings pitch. So 
it's not to take anything. Again, this is an assessment of him as a pitcher. But yeah, I think his season left room for improvement that he could be an A-plus pitcher. And I think it could be an A-plus season in 2022. I really think he did have something click in the second half of the season where he stopped having those tremendously disastrous innings at the end of his outing, right? Yeah. And was able to actually right. complete uh, strong, you know, go, go through strong. I'm sure working with Brett Strom and the pitching, you know, staff and everything is, has continued to improve him. He's still a young guy. I just can't yeah. give him an A-plus season when he had a lot of bumps. I'm not saying you should give him an A-plus. Like, maybe, I don't know, get him into A territory at least. Like, <laughs> The man's going to finish like fourth or fifth. And you were a fucking voting. teacher. You were a teacher. I feel like you would understand this more because of great. No, just a, did everybody in your class get an A, Jesse? Did that, is that how your grading scale worked? Uh, no, no. Mostly though. It, depend, it mostly. depends on, it depended on the class. No. Um, yeah. As yeah. a teacher, you go in thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a good teacher. And all of my students are going to get A's because they're going to understand what I'm talking about. And I'm going to be a good teacher. And then you pretty quickly realize that that's not at all no, how teaching that's works. Not, that's not so, how it's work. um, Jack Summers is a little bit concerned about your 11, 18 a.m. hop not IPA. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is called a sponsor, Jack. Uh, and I'm <laughs> not going to sit here and worry about. Wait, Emma's here? Why is Emma here? Get Emma out of here. Can you boot her out of the chat? Uh, I'm getting attacked in all sorts of different directions, Jesse. Uh, I just can't wait for us to like grade Merrill Kelly's season. Mm -hmm. You're totally going to come out with like a like a D plus or a C minus. Like I'm fully prepared for just anything to happen. So stay tuned, everybody. You're just going to have to wait for that. You're just going to have to wait. Uh, of course, uh, get this guy's wonderful writing over at gophnx.com. We have some very exciting announcements in the near future, but... This guy has a wonderful article. Did you get your article up with uh, it's, it's Jordan coming. Lawler? It's coming. Jordan Lawler, our uh, exclusive so conversation with that him. yesterday, and it's still not up yet. Well, I said today or tomorrow yesterday. So that? knowing what, that this might happen, get it up on the website. These oh people gosh. need your wonderful writing. Go Goodness. get yourself a membership if you haven't done so already. Annual membership will get yourself a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, here are some wonderful options behind me. Of course, whichever shirt you want, you can get. Uh, also, you'll get discounts being a member over at the PHNX Locker. Uh, get yourself a month-to-month -month membership, and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get members-only access to our Discord and members-only invites to our events, uh, as well as uh, those discounts that I talked about. Uh, make sure as well, if you're sitting here watching us live, we appreciate you guys for joining us for breakfast. Uh, remember, next breakfast? week, people, breakfast, people brunch. People eat breakfast right now? Eh, I used to eat breakfast around this time. I just don't eat breakfast in general. So breakfast is just lost on me. Jesse told me that the worst 10 minutes of his life is making himself a sandwich for lunch. Oh, it's so miserable. That he has to put into a bag. It's so because it doesn't come with the instant gratification of like consuming it on the spot. And so there's just something about it. Like try, those, try those fucking the, making it for someone else that you're not even going to eat that lunch. Oh, that's try so, that. It's even worse. A, I have to make a it's small child's worse. lunch every day. It's the longest 10 minutes of my life every time I pack a lunch. At, no, at, like, at least you get to know at one point you're going to at eat that lunch. At one point I'm going to eat it. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know where we were at, but if you're watching us right now here on the YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. And also give us a thumbs up just for my self-esteem. Uh, this guy over here, he's so completely at peace with himself. He doesn't he doesn't need your approval, but I, I have very a very high do. view of myself. Uh, already, that's why so. I'm the mayor. I need to be liked by everybody so much all the time. 
Uh, but of course, also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We would appreciate you for doing so. Uh, of course, we have a little Fall Guys update because, of course, you know, we're still doing the Arizona Fall League thing. And, of course, we are not. We are your Fall Guys. There we are. We're adorable and we lose every single time in the first round, but we're okay with that. Uh, and speaking of losing, things are not great for the Salt River Raptors, Jesse, no. who have currently lost four games in a row and are actually the only team eliminated from the AFL postseason currently. Everybody else still has a chance. All the teams are really clustered together, except for surprise. The surprise. Uh, the Saguaros are eighteen and ten. Kumar the Raptors are surprise, by the way. Yeah, I saw he had an outing the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Glendale, Mesa, Peoria, and Scottsdale are all either 13 and 13 or 13 and 14. So it's always kind of weird how these, like nobody has any idea going into the fall league how these teams are going to perform. Right. Because there's just a random mishmash of players from all different organizations. So Am I wrong, really, but are there like St. Louis Cardinals players on different teams? I saw them saying, and I don't maybe it was think just that the, would be a thing. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But there was a thing the other day where it was saying teammates were uh, like a Cardinals pitcher was pitching against Jordan uh, Walker, and I didn't know what the context there was because I thought that maybe all, like in a, like in practice or something. I don't. I don't know. It looked like it was a game, but uh, again, I just thought maybe uh, maybe you would have some more insight on that. I thought for the most yeah. part that they're all assigned <laughs> per team. Yeah, they to are. The different, there's to there's the different, six. Yeah. There's six. Uh, fall league teams and they all are attached to five major league organizations. Um, Maybe Cardinals just players made... would play for Salt River. So yeah, yeah. I'll have to, I don't know. That's yeah. lost on me. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I, I don't either. But of course, you know, if it's something wacky that's going to happen, it's going to happen in fall league. Uh, the rafters were dead last in pitching this season. Yeah. Uh, the team ERA was 6.20 after 28 games. However, not great. Uh, D-backs prospect Justin Martinez was a bright spot for the Rafters. Uh, 2.35 ERA in seven and two-thirds innings of relief pitching, 13 Ks, five walks, and only one home run allowed. So Charles makes a good point. They did do some odd things in the Fall Stars game. Um, it was NL versus AL, and I guess he says Fall Stars game had NL pitchers ah, pitching that's what NL it was. hitters at yeah, one that, point. It was, I think it was the Fall Stars game. Which doesn't really make any sense for it being an NL versus AL matchup and right. having a team pitch against itself. Right. But whatever. <laughs> the Fall League has never been about like... Making sense? <laughs> well, like it's not about the competition. Like it's not like, you know... It's about scouting. It's about development. It is, it is about competition yeah. in the sense that it's about seeing the young prospects against the best young prospects, right? Yeah. And, uh, of course, there is the idea there that the Fall Stars game would be the elite of the elite, right? But there are still innings limits and other things that are preventing certain guys. Obviously, Jordan Lawler, who was uh, uh, voted to the Fall Stars uh, lineup, was not able to play due to injury. Right. But this, I mean, like Jesse said, it's it's not really about competition as much as it's about progress. It's about seeing these guys uh, continue their progression as a young player and you know, again, getting some more eyes on them because it, there, there there are more people in baseball that watch the Arizona Fall League than tend to at times watch minor league play because yeah. it happens during the same you know period of time as the regular season. Sure. At times, I'm kind of um, shocked because we talked to Tori about some things going on, and and you know we take for granted how busy Tori is running the the team. You know, being a manager yeah. over a, a major league baseball team for 162 games. And at times we ask him about 
stuff that we've seen in the minor leagues or stuff that's come up. And in some cases, he hasn't even seen it. He's maybe like had some numbers come across his desk, but uh, these these guys don't get a chance to see this during the regular season. So the Arizona Fall League, once again, is a great opportunity for the young guys to not only develop, but to get some eyes on them. I'm sure Martinez is one of those guys now that is on a lot of radars that he might not have been prior to the way that he performed in the Fall League. Yeah, I mean, a 2-3-5 ERA, he's given up three hits in seven and two-thirds innings. He has 13 strikeouts. He's been really, really good uh, for the Salt River Rafters, facing some good competition. I think the the pitchers in the Fall League this year, maybe not quite what we've seen at times in the past, at least on the Rafters specifically, for sure. Um, but the hitters, I think, are really, really good. Yeah, the I mean, Raptors, Fall League hitters are, are excellent in general. So The, the Raptors fact are that middle had, of the pack for uh, offense. Yeah, it's really, I mean, they have is, Zach Veen and Jordan Walker. Yeah, so The, the pitching um, is really what's kind of held them back. But right. We just adopt the we adopt the rafters because they're where the Diamondbacks are, and we have no choice. We really are bound to rooting for them, but I yeah. refuse to root for surprise. Interesting. I'm not going to root for. Okay. Them. I don't want to drive out to that stadium. I don't want to. Oh yeah, Derek is is obsessed with the thought that, that like it takes two miles to drive from what freeway would that be? Is that the it's, 303? No, it's the uh, 101. That the 101? On 101? Okay, so you get on the 101, and then it's like two miles off the freeway to get to Surprise Stadium. Derek is convinced that those two miles will be it's like the worst two the, miles, like the worst two miles that I've ever life. driven in my entire life. <laughs> it's the worst stretch of traffic, lights, people driving poorly. I don't know what it is. You need to get your act together, Surprise. I'm not a fan of your stadium or your traffic or what your entire situation is going on out there. It takes me too long. To get off, it takes me as long as it takes me to drive from here on the freeway there to get off. That it takes me to get off the freeway and drive to the stadium. It doesn't make any sense. I can't explain it. It's <laughs> awful and I hate it. Uh, there, that's 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 my two cents. Justin Martinez got a taste of AAA toward the end of the year, and I think it's totally possible we see him in the big leagues next year. So Justin Martinez, I don't view as being a guy who's you know two years away or anything. I I think yeah. it's possible he could contribute next year and. Uh, from what we've seen in the fall league, he's fully deserving of that opportunity. The Diamondbacks are obviously going to, it's not going to be completely out of their system, right? They're going to still acquire pieces like we saw with Sulcer, which are guys that are kind of cast offs, so waived from other teams, guys that they feel still have potential that their coaching staff might be able to get back up yeah. to where they once were at one point. However, Martinez and some other guys in the minor league system are going to end up being very attractive, especially in a relief pitching stamp stance you know going into the bullpen with the lack of firepower that the diamondbacks have and you know I, yeah i don't really expect i i could be wrong i think jesse agrees with me on this i don't want to speak for him but uh i don't expect to see any major moves made by the diamondbacks not this offseason i would be shocked to see them acquire a big name and even if it was one of the bigger names on the free agency market i don't see it being a long-term deal i see it being similar to something yeah. like ian kennedy was brought in on which is maybe a one-year deal with a team option for a second year or a player option for the second sure. year. Sure. Yeah, something that was interesting that came out today, Nick Picoro from the Arizona Republic is is out in Las Vegas where the GM meetings are happening today. He, he spoke with Mike Hazen again today. And um, one of the interesting things that Mike said uh, in that article is that the Diamondbacks might be a little bit more willing to look at kind of like riskier options in the bullpen, if that makes sense. So... Guys like Kirby Yates or Trevor Rosenthal, guys who have an impressive history in the bullpen, um, 
but have just dealt with significant injury issues. And so maybe there's not much stability there. You don't really know what you're going to get. Unlike, you know, a Melanson or an Ian Kennedy who have been generally pretty durable. You kind of know what you're going to get there from an inning standpoint. Um, some of these other guys, you don't necessarily have that assurance. You know, these, these guys have really struggled with, with some significant injury issues in the, in the last few years. But I think if the Diamondbacks do make some bullpen moves, which we expect, they certainly will in some respect, um, that could be the way that they go is, yeah. you know, short term, maybe a little bit higher of a annual value than what we've seen recently. Um, <laughs> Brett Johnson is not happy with you about that. <laughs> I mean, like those, those guys have, have a pedigree. I mean, they both were nearly the best reliever no, in baseball at a certain and, and point. And I don't think you're wrong. I mean, again, like we said, the Diamondbacks have a type and that type is kind of like broken. I can fix him kind of thing. You know what I mean? You all, we all have friends like that that get into bad relationships constantly. The Diamondbacks are that. The Diamondbacks feel that their coaching staff is strong enough for them to possibly pick up somebody who had a bad season or two, like you said, an yeah. injury that's hampered their performance, you know, something like that. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean, the Diamondbacks are uh, – I've been both fantasy owners uh, in fantasy football and other fantasy sports where you're both desperate to try to fill positional needs or you have so many good players that you don't know who to part with, right? Some of these other teams are in a different position than the Diamondbacks are where they're not going to be able to keep all of their good relievers, their relievers that are kind of on the bubble, but they just – they have so much talent that we're not that. And so the Diamondbacks yeah. are probably going to turn to maybe some of those teams that can't keep everybody and and have to wave or have to part ways with some of their players that, that they could possibly bring over and make a solidified part of this bullpen. I don't think anybody has a job right now, particularly in the bullpen. Obviously, there's guys coming back, right? But I mean, like at this point, I think everything is up for grabs. The closer position, long relief, short relief, guys that Tory can count on, like, I just I don't know if anybody right now is really going to be uh, like kind of have a solidified. Yeah. Role. Joe yeah. Mantiply, I think, is a probably. Safe yeah, bet. probably Mantiply. That's but a great. That's a beyond great. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like take Kirby Yates, for example, right? Like Kirby Yates has pitched 11 in the third innings over the last three seasons from 2020 to 2022, literally 11 in the third innings in the big league. So um, he's been just completely destroyed by injuries. It was. Uh, elbow inflammation most recently this last year that kept him out for for a while um but if you go back to 2019 like the last time that kirby yates actually really pitched uh he had a 1.19 era and 41 saves for the san diego padres a 1.19 era like that's how good he was and i think you're you know you're not betting on that happening again but is there a possibility that at a relatively low dollar value on a one-year contract could kirby yates come in for a team like the Diamondbacks next year and reestablish his value and have a really good season, I think that that's possible, right? That could happen. So I don't know if he's necessarily the guy. Um, there's a few guys that kind of fit that profile of having been hurt recently but have a, a pretty good history with some high velocity. Uh, it's something the D-backs might explore. There were a couple of questions in the chat. Josh Hunt asked, what are our expectations for Mantiply next season? I, I would say my personal expectations are not really as high as the first half that he had. Yeah. Right. He was pretty untouchable and it was kind of one of those things that made us wonder when he was going to come back down to earth. However, I do think that Mantiply can find a happy medium there because of how 
as season went in the second half, how unreliable he was. Yeah, and how inconsistent it was really was. A, a tale of two seasons for him. Yeah. I mean, he was an all star for a reason. He deserved the all star selection. Um, and if you look at his season as a whole, he had a 2.85 ERA in 60 innings. He walked six guys the whole year. He had 61 strikeouts. The numbers are really, really good on the whole for Mantiply. So I'm not necessarily concerned about him going into next year, but I think this is kind of the picture that he he really always was. Like you can only you can only like go so many innings without walking a guy, yeah. right? Like, and you can only go so many innings without without giving up a home run, like. There were some things that Joe Manaply was doing in the first half that just weren't sustainable. You can't have a mid one ERA, you know, when you're not striking out that many guys. It just doesn't really happen. So he's still a great pitcher. And coming back next year, I expect he'll be a great pitcher again. You just have to adjust your, you know, your sight. Like he's probably not going to have a 1.75 ERA at the All Star break. You wouldn't necessarily bet on that happening again. Uh, there was another question from Mac Huff in the comments. And Mac is it Mailbag asked, Monday? Is that yeah, what this is? I, know. I'm, I don't care. I'm getting them in. Uh, <laughs> you said one player you think could surprisingly be surprisingly not on the opening day roster. One player you think could surprisingly be on the opening day roster. Mm. I'm going Alec Thomas for not. And I'm going for yeah. Brandon Fott for surprisingly on. Even though I don't think that'd be... As, wouldn't it be that surprising? It wouldn't be surprising but... as much as it would be like... You know, jubilation. It would yeah, be excitement. Like, oh my gosh, this right? is yeah. happening. Right. Um, yeah, that's a really good, a really good question. Um, yeah, I don't I it kind of depends on what you think of as surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Luplo wasn't on the team next year. I don't know if that's really surprising at this point. Um, other guys on on the roster, Reyes Moranta is a guy they could they could definitely let go of. I could see that happening. Um, Cooper Hummel, I think his future is a little bit shaky at this point. I'm not quite sure if they see him as the solution at, at the backup catcher spot. Um, those are some names that that come to mind there. Uh, surprisingly, on the roster, yeah, I think you're you're looking mostly at at minor league guys um, or or a guy like Cole Solster, right? If he comes in and has himself a nice showing in the Cactus League, that could get him a role. That's why the Diamondbacks are making these moves to just have. A competitive environment in spring training and hopefully have some of those guys stand out with how they perform um by the way cooper hummel in arizona fall league play slashed 471 591 706 it's hard to ask for more than that how many plate appearances is that uh not very many Probably that's only 22 many. plate appearances for okay. for cooper hummel but okay. still i don't care short <laughs> small sample sizes count around here uh of course, we want to thank our friends at Four Peaks for allowing me to drink at 11.38 in the morning. <laughs> Whatever. Stop judging me. But of course, we are teaming up with our friends at Four Peaks to host all their U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub, our favorite pub to be at. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, us, a mayor, a vice mayor, uh, and more. Check the link in the show notes. They're to still tallying the votes, Derek. I don't care. I will, I will sue you. Don't, I, will sue don't you. Get... I will sue you all. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, must be 21 years or older to enjoy these wonderful beers. Enjoy responsibly, but you can go down to the A Street Pub and enjoy their food uh, with your family. Also, more furniture is sprucing up your home during more furniture's fall sale this fall. Uh, of course, it's sports season, and you want your house to look as good as our wonderful studio does. I sit in these chairs in, the, in here and all I think about is the more leather recliners that are out there and how much I want to be in those 
instead of these chairs that weren't provided by Moore. Yeah. Uh, but everything else was provided by Moore. So shout out to our friends over there. Uh, plus, right now during the mall, uh, the fall sale, you will receive a hundred dollar gift card for every one thousand dollars you spend. Uh, before we go, Jesse, I know that there's a lot of talk about whether or not uh, I should remain mayor. Uh, <laughs> I know that right now the votes are tabulating, so there's very little I can do to convince people otherwise. But I just want to remind people that uh, not only am I the mayor of PHNX, but of course, as you guys know, I'm Open Shirt Derek. Oh, gosh. And Open go. Shirt Derek has <laughs> been around for a very long time running around the Phoenix, Arizona metropolitan area. So I just wanted to give a shout out to baby open shirt, Derek. Look at that adorable young man. <laughs> Why is my shirt so open in that class picture? Uh. Can you tell me that, Jesse? I don't know. I cannot explain that. Here's no. another thing. I've never seen this picture before in my entire life. Are not you, once. Are you sure that's you? I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's me. That, that's a Look at that cute ass kid. Are you kidding me? You had pretty great hair. I'm not going to lie. Had, I had pretty great hair. <laughs> That's in the past now. But uh, rolled up sleeves because, of course, uh, I wasn't able to get Roosevelt's shirts at that age that fit my, you know, biceps properly. Right. right? So, right. of course, I had to roll up the sleeves. But uh, I just want to remind everybody once again that today's photographs are tomorrow's treasures. And there it is right there. Tomorrow's treasure. Uh, for you guys. If you're so, listening on audio, you're really you're really you're missing really out. Missing you should go to the YouTube channel and check it out. I opened <laughs> up the shirt. The top came off a little bit up here. Uh, I'll do I'll do whatever I need to for last minute votes is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I'm not above uh, pandering, much like Craig did to beat me uh, in Southwest Bias, which is coming on right now, right after this show. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Of course, Totri and uh, Shane. Totri and Shane and the big fella. I can't a, wait. I can't wait. A for hot that mess. But, uh, <laughs> there's. ASU is never going to be the same after this. It's never no, no. There will be much beef between those two after <laughs> that. Which I mean, they kind of already already has. There been, already so. is. Everybody has beef with Totri. I have beef with Totri. I'm pretty sure he voted against me, even though me and him like we we had a secret pact, right? Like I was helping him win stuff. He was helping me win stuff. I really thought that he was on my side, but that's Totri for you. You know, you can't yeah. count on him for anything. Of course. Uh, in the meantime. Isaiah, did you just get here? Isaiah just showed up. All right, now we can start the podcast. Yeah. Isaiah's here. Uh, <laughs> Charles Woodall Pike says, Sun Devil on Sun Devil Crime, just the way we like it. Of course, Sean is uh, remaining neutral there in that situation. But uh, in the meantime, you guys can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We love you guys so much. We implore you to watch everything, all the shows, all the stuff we have going on here. But, of course, we appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, like I said, next week we're going back to our 1 p.m. time slot. Tomorrow is audio only. We will be back on Friday at 11 a.m. But until then, we thank you guys so much for joining us. On behalf of Leah, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate you being here. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you mutually decide to part ways. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 